0: I'm beginning today in the book of Romans, the first chapter and the 21st verse, Romans 1 and 21. This, of course, the Apostle Paul wrote this book to the Romans. Uh, It was 57 years after Christ. He was at Corinth when he wrote this. He was headed to Jerusalem to carry these poor people uh, some money to help... The poor that were in Jerusalem were having such a difficult time. And then he was going on to Rome and Spain. And he, writing to the, to the Romans, which was a uh, city, as you know, the capital that was ruling uh, the world. And uh, it, was a, it was a sad, sad day. And terrible wickedness in that city. And the Apostle Paul is writing to this church, to the Jews and the Gentiles that were apart, made up the church at Rome. And he, the 21st verse of that first chapter, he said, Because that when they knew, talking about the Jews, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. And here's what God did to them. Their foolish heart was darkened. Listen to what he said. Professing themselves, it was such a culture, a great refine of arts and a city. They professed themselves. They thought they were so smart. They were so wise. But really, they had become fools they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like a corruptible man, to birds, to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also, look what God done to them, gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. This was what was going on in Rome. So if you think perverted lifestyle is a new new deal, it's just been in the last 50 years. it's, It's all the way back to this day. They changed the truth of God into a lie. Listen to what they did. They worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. And even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. I don't know how often maybe we are to read those verses of Scripture. Uh, Considering the day that we're living in and the ungodliness of this day, I think it needs to be well defined what sin is and what God thinks about what they've taken a good word and turned it into a horrible word. Gay is a good word, amen, but the world has turned it into a horrible word. Praise God. Thank God for the truth. Let me tell you, let it soak in your heart. May it soak in the heart of all of our young people. And may it soak in the heart of every person in this house today, what God thinks about a perverted lifestyle. And thank God for America at this point. Amen. We still can preach the truth and preach the Bible, and we'll always be able to. We may just get persecuted for it, but we're still going to tell it. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What a sad day that we are living in, and I don't want to get into all that because I may not get any further, but it is so sad when people can Uh, be leaders of our country and believe in two men getting married or two women getting married. That is a sad day. That is a sad day. Amen. I'm going to tell you. It's just what God called it. It's, It's a sin and it's an abomination. Thank God for the truth of the word of the Lord and thank God for holy, clean living. And thank God for a pulpit, amen, where we can still preach the truth. Amen. We're not going to ever stop. Amen. I don't know what your battle is, but I want to tell you, God can deliver you and God can set you free. And that's what you need to be praying about. And you need to get far away from that kind of trash as you can get. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the preacher in the house today. Because that they when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, and they became vain in their imaginations, and then he just let their foolish heart be darkened. They professed themselves to be so wise over at Rome. He said, you know what they have become? They've become a bunch of fools. That's what they have become. Amen. And went on to explain all the things that they were doing. I want to preach to you by the help of the Lord. What are you going to do with Jesus. And I feel an evangelistic spirit in this house today and an anointing up on my soul. And I just trust God can talk to every heart in this building today. You know, it's a problem. Everybody in this world has got the Jesus problem. And everybody has to deal with Jesus. Everybody has to deal with it. And these people, when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Amen. And then they had the problem. And this is a problem you can't run from. This is a problem you can't get away from. This is the problem you can never drown out with all the alcohol in the world. Drugs and all the other things that you will find. You will never rid yourself of this problem of having to deal with Jesus. You're going to have to deal with him. Amen. From his very birth when he came into this earth. He created a problem for the king of that time, Herod. And this is, he he responds to Jesus, and Jesus becomes a problem for him. It tells us that Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. And behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled with all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they began to search the scripture, and they told him where Christ would be born, and that's Bethlehem, Judea. said it's been written by the prophets of old that he would be born there. Herod has got the problem now. He's got the problem of what I, what am I going to do with this Jesus? And then he sent these wise men to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also." But whenever the Wise men went. The hand of God was upon them. They were warned by God and said, don't go uh, back the way you came. Go a different way. And at the same time, God spoke to Joseph in a dream and said, arise and go to Egypt where you will be safe and hide this child. And the Bible said, then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise man, was exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coast thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise man. There you have abortion. Amen. Have abortion. Well, it's all the same whether you kill them at two or while they're in their mother's womb. hallelujah well still preaching the truth today amen still telling you the truth and we're going to say it over and over we're going to preach it and we're not going to back down amen the truth is it's the spirit of herod still in the world today that says i want to kill and become a murderer and that's what he was he was a murderer and he sent out a decree and i'm going to tell you anybody it's for abortion is for murder Amen. And sent out a decree in the land and said, uh, uh, let all the babies two years and under, let them be killed. You know, what, what, was, what you trying to do, hey? Well, I got this problem with Jesus, and I'm trying to find Jesus, and uh, that's my response to Jesus. If I can find him, uh, then we will kill him. We will destroy him. Uh, because I fear him. You've got you've to deal with him. You've got to deal with Jesus today. Everybody in this house has to deal with Jesus. Some way, somehow, you respond to him, and you have to deal with it. Amen. You have to deal with when Jesus comes knocking at your heart, when Jesus starts dealing with you. Amen. You, you've just, you respond in some manner and in, in some way i have give you an example here of how the Romans responded to him. When they knew him, they didn't glorify him as God. They wanted to put him on the same level. You know what is the instinct in man, don't you? Is always to be a a God, amen, and never submit to the God. And that's the reason man worships the creature more than the Creator. And it becomes uh, foolish and profess themselves to be so smart but they really become foolish. So that's the way the Re- Romans and the Jews responded to Jesus. They did not like to retain him in their knowledge. Herod responded to him saying, let's do something to get rid of him. Let's rid ourselves of this problem. But I'm gonna tell you, Herod, you can't get rid of him. You won't never get rid of him. It doesn't matter what you do, Herod. Amen, you cannot stop Jesus, from dealing with you and from working on your conscience and working on your heart, there is no way that you're going to rid yourself of this problem, Herod. Amen. Other examples that are given to us in the Bible. Uh, Simon was one. The Bible said that he was a Pharisee and he sought for Jesus. And he said, come, Jesus. This is the way his response to Jesus. He wanted to come and, and eat at his house and to give him meat, but there was another woman that showed up. The Bible does not give us her name. It says that she was just a sinner, and she knew that Jesus was sat at meat in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet, and she began to weep, and she washed his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. And when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself. He didn't say it to Jesus, because he had this problem dealing with Jesus. He said within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known whom and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus, he knew what he was thinking. He said, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. Then he gave him a parable of two men that were in debt and one owed 500 pence and another 50. And he said, but they had nothing to pay and he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love the most? It doesn't matter if you owe 500 or 50. It doesn't matter if you've been a pretty good sinner or in the depths of sin. I'm going to tell you, you still have to have the mercy and the grace and the help of the almighty God you cannot gloat in glory and the fact well I didn't go very far I'm going to tell you you still need Jesus in your life and you need still need his help and no wonder sometimes we are amazed at people and their response to Jesus and we look and we say well I'm telling you they're getting beside themselves it, it, it's amazing how they're clapping or how loud they're praying or, or what they're doing. And, but we fail to look back behind and see where God brought them from. And they, they recognize that, I'm going to tell you, I wasn't a pretty good sinner. I was a bad sinner and I was saved by the grace of God. It's what's going on in their heart, in their mind. And this woman, the Bible said, that was a sinner. Now, Simon was a Pharisee. He was a religious man. And he, he uh, thought, well, I'm just doing the Lord a favor for inviting him, him into my house. This little woman came and stood behind him and looked, and whenever she saw that his feet had not been washed. She was so broken that she washed his feet with her tears. She dried them with the hair of her head. She took this alabaster box of ointment and anointing oil, she broke it open, she poured it upon his feet. Uh, Amen, rejoicing, thanking and praising God. Here stood this man, he's got this problem, he's gotta deal with Jesus too. And he's looking and he's thinking in his heart, I'm gonna tell you, if he was a prophet, he would know what's going on. He would know what kind of woman this is that's touching him. But Jesus knew what was in his mind. And he says, listen, I want to tell you something. Let me tell you, hey man, whether you're bad or whether you're good, you need the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And you need to get the Holy Ghost and talk in tongues. As the Spirit gives the utterance, it does not matter matter." What's your background or where you've been or what you've done? Thank God for his grace and goodness. Clap your hands to the Lord and thank him together, oh God. We praise you for your greatness and your faithfulness. What will be your response to Jesus? How will you deal with this Jesus problem? I'm going to tell you, you've got it on your hands. You've got Jesus on your hands. And you've just got to deal with it, uh, amen. You've got to deal with Jesus today. There's no getting up around it. Uh, there's no stopping it, uh, amen. There's a there's a Savior that has been born. Uh, he's come, amen, for the saving of the lost and, and every man he deals with their conscience he talks to their heart and everybody has to just some way somehow amen, work it out and figure it out hallelujah what to do with Jesus what am I going to do with him there was another man example that was given to us his name was Zacchaeus and it was Zacchaeus that was the publican and but the Bible said that he was rich he he was little in statue. And so he wanted to seek Jesus. He Jesus crossed his path. This is Zacchaeus' his response to Jesus. The Bible said that he runs ahead of the rest. He climbs up in the tree and he's waiting for Jesus to pass by. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto Zacchaeus, make haste. Come down, for today I must abide at the house. And the Bible said he made haste. He came down. He received him joyfully. Everybody say joyfully. That was Zacchaeus' response to Jesus. Amen. When he said come, hallelujah. It was a victorious, glorious day. And the Bible said he received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured saying that he is going to be the guest with a man that is a sinner. In this amazing where Jesus went, in an amazing how people got upset where he went. In an amazing how that people got upset who he dealt with. Here is another story of a sinner, Zacchaeus, and they cannot believe that he's going to go to his house to eat. But the Bible said that Zacchaeus stood up and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man by false false accusation, I will restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day salvation has come to this house for as much as he also is the son of Abraham. Thank you, Jesus. How Are you gonna deal with Jesus? How will you respond to him? Zacchaeus, amen, he made haste. He was full of joy. He was happy. He was happy about meeting Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know I've watched as a pastor and a preacher and I've watched people uh, be confronted with the Lord and have to respond to him and it's sad to see some their face gets long they get sad because they're thinking in their heart he's fixing to mess up my little world he's fixing to tear it all apart and I don't want anybody to mess up my world I want Jesus to go away and I want Jesus to get out of my life and I want the Bible to get out of my life. I don't want the principles of the Word of God. And I don't want to live by the Bible. Hey, I've been preaching to you already today. I preach to you the truth of the principles of the Word of the Lord. I don't care what this world says. And hey man, this loose world thank God for the truth. Thank God for the Bible. Hey man, I know people hate the Bible. People take a pair of scissors and they cut out what they don't want and they leave in what they want. But I'm here to preach to you, friend. It's no cutting the Bible out. The Bible is just the Bible. you got to believe it for what it says. You've got to be willing to accept it for what it is. You've got to recognize, hey, I am a sinner and I need respond with joy and I need to respond with happiness and I need to be glad of what his grace and his mercy can do in my life thank you Jesus lift up your hands all over the house today oh God we praise you we thank you for your mercy your grace and goodness hallelujah 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 you know what Jesus is saying to people He's saying, just come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I want to give you rest. Everybody say, rest. He says, take my yoke upon you. Amen. Oh, God, thank the Lord. Everybody say, "Yoke." yoke. Say it with me again, yoke. Now, there's a religious world that says there is no yoke, but Jesus said there is a yoke. He said, take my yoke upon you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. How will you respond to the yoke of Christ? How will you respond to it? Uh, I can tell you right now, your flesh will not like it. Your flesh will not want it. The flesh does not want any kind of restraint. The flesh does not want any kind of structure. The flesh does not want any kind of guidelines. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus said, I come bringing a yoke. And he said, if you'll take my yoke up on you, if you'll just grab that yoke, hallelujah, you're going to find rest. You're going to find help. You're going to find peace. You're going to find what you need. Isn't it amazing? The very thing that this flesh does not want is the very thing this flesh needs the very thing that you don't want to do today. It's the very thing that you need to do. Well, hallelujah, there's nobody's flesh in this house if you want to listen to your flesh that you would have rolled out of that bed and come to church but you came today because you believed in the yoke of Christ uh, that he said hey uh, it's important to go to the house of God it's important as you see the day approaching uh, that you need to be faithful to church Uh, get out of here old flesh Uh, get up this morning Uh, get ready Uh, you're fixing to not only go to church uh, but you're going to get involved in the worship Uh, you're going to get involved in praising him Uh, you're going to clap your hands to him you're going to respond to his word you're going to give him praise and thanksgiving thank you lord for it hallelujah hallelujah all over this house let's worship him right now together today we magnify you lord we thank you for your faithfulness goodness come unto me all you that are labor you can be seated and heavy laden and i will give you rest Take that yoke. Take that yoke. What is the yoke? The yoke of prayer. The yoke of coming to church. The yoke of living right. I mean, you know what you need to do with this yoke. This is the yoke. The Bible is the yoke. The commandments of God are the yoke. The things that go contrary to this flesh. You know what you need to do? You need to grab this Bible You need to put it in your heart. You need to rejoice about it. You need to say, preacher, explain it to me and preach to me. And don't just tickle my ears. Don't tell me a Reader's Digest story. Tell me what the Bible says. Don't tell me what's popular. Tell me what the Bible says. I want the yoke. I want to do the will of God. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to play church. I don't want to go to a social gathering. I don't want to go to where there's just a a social atmosphere of just a fellowship. But I've come to praise him and to love him. Lift up your voices right now. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Did he not say if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross everybody say daily that means on Monday that means on Sunday that means on Tuesday that means on Wednesday that daily, daily, daily you will take up his cross amen and isn't it just so amazing how what you thought was going to be death was really life Man, how can anybody live like that? Well, I'm going to tell you, how can anybody live in this world of sin? Away from Jesus. Hey man, trying to cut Jesus out of their life. You don't need to cut Jesus out of your life. You need to welcome him into your life. He is where there is life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey man, he met the woman at the well and said... Whosoever drinketh this water, they're going to thirst again. But whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Jesus met him at the feast, the great day of the feast. He stood and he cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me, then drink. He that believeth. On me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm gonna tell you, hey Amen. Accepting Jesus as your personal Savior will not create a river of living water. Raising your right hand and say, repeat the sinner's prayer, will not open up a fountain of living water out of your spirit. It's right. Amen. And he goes on to tell us what he was talking about, and he was talking about the Holy Ghost. Listen to the next verse. But this spake he of the Spirit, capital S, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he was talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he stood on that great day of that feast, And he watched those people going through their high man rituals. He watched them bound in tradition. And he felt so sorry for him. He said, let him come unto me and drink. If he'll come unto me and drink. He said, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow a river of living water. That's what Jesus is giving away today. And I know what happens to people. People that get the patty cake religion, they sit with their hands folded, and they look at others, and they say, what, what, why are they acting that way? And why are they shouting? And why are they clapping their hands? I, I understand you, you, you just you, your, your response. Hey Amen. He said the man that has not been given, forgiven him much, he will love little. But the one that has been forgiven him much... Is gonna love a lot. Hallelujah. And, and and you cannot help but respond to Him and to praise Him and to glorify Him if you've got a river. He said, This Holy Ghost would be in you like a flame of fire. He said, I'm gonna baptize you with the Holy Ghost and I'm going to say it with me again. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and... Amen. That's what happens. Hallelujah. And people get confused because they look and they say, well, why are people responding to Jesus like that? Well, I'm, I'm answering the question for you today. Why they are responding to the Lord. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I've read to you now these places where Jesus was reaching out to the multitude, where Jesus was saying, come unto me. I've read to you where the woman at the well. I read to you where Jesus was at the great feast. And then I read to you from the writing of John recorded that the thief cometh not to... To steal, to kill, and destroy. But he said, I've come to give you this abundant life. How will you respond to him reaching out to you? When he was in this earth, walking among men, some got it right, while others miserably failed to recognize who he was. One was his own disciple. His name was Judas. Judas, a man walking with him, he was the one to betray him. When he saw, that he was condemned. Then Judas that had betrayed him, when he saw the condemnation, I just can't get rid of this Jesus. I can't fix this Jesus problem. He saw that he was condemned. Isn't it amazing that he had to sell him and betray him before he could feel the condemnation of what he was doing. The Bible said he repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that, you take care of your own problems, Judas. We got what we wanted. The Bible said he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. I'm gonna tell you this world does not love you. This world will not help you. When you come seeking and reaching out to them, go your way. We got what we wanted. We're not interested in your welfare, and we're not interested in helping you. Oh, God, thank God for the church, and thank God for the truth. Thank God for a place, amen, that cares, and a God that cares for us. Jesus, Judas, how are you going to deal with Jesus? Hey man, I'm going to sell him. I'm going to betray him. And then when I wake up and realize what I have done and the pressure's so strong on me I can't deal with it, then I'm going to go out and commit suicide. Hey man, I'm going to tell you something today. The Lord's here to help somebody. The Lord's here to help you with your problem. Hey Amen. You don't have to run anymore. You don't have to fight anymore. Hey Amen. You know all that God wants out of all of us? Two things. Two things God wants out. Of every one of us in this building and it's what will bring peace it's what will bring joy amen god just wants us to love him and god just wants us to serve him and if you'll decide today that i'm going to love him and i'm going to serve him and then he told us how to serve him he told us to serve him with our whole heart mind and strength And if you will make that commitment to God, I'm going to tell you, you'll be rid of this problem of having to deal with Jesus because you're not going to get away, backslider. You can decide, you know what? If I will quit hearing that preacher preach in that church down there and, and hearing them, if I'll just get away, I'll go to me, another church. It doesn't matter where you go. You're going to still have the problem with Jesus. He's going to be walking right along behind you wherever you go you can decide hey i think what i'll do i'll just kind of cover it up and move off somewhere and, and get on the other side of the country then i can do what i want to and i can live the way i want to live and and i won't have this jesus problem anymore and, and everything will be all right hey when you when you have run to the other end of the world let me tell you jesus will be right there dealing with you your conscience will be hanging on you and talking to you and Condemnation will still be all over you and you'll just be troubled day and night. You'll be like the sea, just restless back and forth, back and forth. Oh, I'm glad to end this message up today and I'm on the last part of it. And that is to tell you that the, the, the only thing you can do with this Jesus problem is just come to Jesus. Only thing you can do is just say, Lord, I submit, I repent, I yield myself. Lord, I thank you for the yoke, I want the yoke. I'm happy about the yoke. I'm glad to be living for the Lord. I wanna live life like it's supposed to be lived. I wanna do it like it's supposed to be done. Whatever the commandments of God are, that's exactly what I want in my life. If he said, do it this way, I don't care what some wacko in Paris said. I don't care what some wacko in Hollywood said. I don't care what anybody in this world, folks has got to say or anybody has got to say, amen, the Bible is gonna be my roadmap. The Word of God is gonna be my God. I take it for what it is. I believe in the literal Word of God. You know what you'll do? You'll rid yourself of the Jesus problem because Jesus are getting you and you're getting Jesus. You are talking about happy brother Lee, you can be happy from then on. I'm gonna tell you when you're miserable, it's when you're away from Jesus. I'm gonna tell you when things don't go right is when you're away from Jesus. I'm going to tell you, friend, you're talking about an upset, troubled life. It's when Jesus, amen, is upset at you and you're walking away from him and you're trying to rid yourself of the problem. You just can't get away from him. You can't outrun him. You can't shake him off. It does not matter. You can try to make yourself believe a lie if you want to. Let me tell you, your only hope for any relief is that you become a reprobate? That's your only hope. And then you're damned to hell, and there's no hope of eternal life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know what somebody needs to do today? They just need to run to Jesus. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? Pilate said, The judge said, What am I going to do with this Jesus problem? What am I going to do with him? What am I going to do? And they said unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? And they cried the more, saying, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate saw that he could not prevail. He could not stop that mad army that was saying, we want to get rid of this Jesus problem. We want to nail him to the cross. We want to get rid of him. And Pilate said, well, I'll tell you what do. You bring a basin of water. And he stood there before that multitude, and he said, I'm going to wash my hands clean of this man. Amen. I'm going to wash my hands clean clean of him and they cried let his blood be upon us and upon our children pilot you can wash your hands all you want to you're not getting out of this deal you can wash your hands with a lot of soap or mr. clean or anything else you want to wash your hands with pilot you're not going to get by you're not going to shake it off You're not going to stop it. You're not going to rid yourself of the problem. There is no way of getting rid of this problem. There is nothing you can do, Pilate. You've just got him on your hands, whether you like it or you don't like it. You're involved whether you wanted to be or you didn't want to be. You're still involved. There is nothing you can do about it, Pilate. Nothing you can do other than stand up and be a man and say, hey, For me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. For me and my house, we're gonna live right. The 10 commandments are gonna be our commandments. The ways of God are gonna be our ways. We're in love with him, we're happy about him, we've received him with joyfulness, we're glad to serve God, Amen. We're glad to have Jesus in our life. We're not trying to get rid of Jesus. We're trying to get more Jesus in us. We're trying to get closer to Him. We're trying to do His will. If you want to know what a back, what a miserable man is today, it's a man that has backslid. You talk, Amen. Am I preaching, Brother Payne? Amen. Backslid people are miserable people people that once tasted of this Holy Ghost. They were delivered from sin and set free one day and God filled them with his presence and then them to turn around and go back thinking, I'll eventually rid myself of this, I'll finally shake this problem off and they go five, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years and they still, Jesus is on them. Every way they turn, Jesus is working on their heart. Every way they move, they can't shake it. Alcohol won't drown it out. Hey man, all the drugs won't drown it out. All the sins of adultery and perverted lifestyle, they still got the Jesus problem. They're still having to deal with it. It's eating them alive. It's eating them up inside. They never have no peace. They cannot enjoy a good meal. They can't and enjoy friends. They have no peace. They have no rest. They're so troubled inside. The only answer today is just say hey Jesus, hey man, I surrender to you. I want to live for you. You've arrested me. I threw my hands up. I've surrendered at the altar. I've said yes God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do your will. I'm going to live like you want me to live. I'm going to walk like you want me to walk. I'm going to talk like you want me to talk. I'm going to dress like you want me to dress. I'm going to live for you all the days of my life. Everybody stand together. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and tell him, Lord, I want you and I want to respond to you, God. I want to respond to you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody in this house today is tired of running. You're tired of running the wrong direction. Hallelujah. And the Lord is reaching for your soul today. How will you respond to him? You think you can shake him off? Friend, you can't shake enough to shake him off. You can't run fast enough to get away from him. It does not matter what you do. It doesn't matter where you turn. You need to talk to old Jonah, trying to get away from God. Throw me in the sea, and I'll rid myself of this God problem. And he gets in the sea, and a big fish swallows him. He's in the belly of the fish. He's looking at that rib cage. And he says, here I am, locked up in jail. But then some, at some point, he comes to himself, and he says, oh, God, oh, God. And he begins to repent. And he begins to pray toward Jerusalem with seaweeds wrapped around his neck. Troubled, 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 troubled. Troubled. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he finds the mercy of God. Oh, I'm glad to preach to you a gracious God today. I'm glad to tell you he's standing today calling, Come unto me, all you that labor. You don't have to carry that heavy load you don't have to carry it anymore my friend i'm preaching to saints i'm preaching to sinners i'm preaching to everybody in this house if you're carrying some heavy load and you're about to have a breakdown you don't have to have a breakdown you don't have to bear your own burdens and you don't have to carry your own load hallelujah oftentimes people remarked to me Brother Holmes I don't know how you do what you do well it's not me that's doing it one day when I was praying thought came to me like this who cares how heavy the load is if Jesus is carrying the load who cares how heavy it is it doesn't matter how big it is but I'm going to tell you when you get away from Jesus and you start having to carry your own load me and you can't care much It'll break us down every time. That's why we believe so strong in daily prayer meetings. That's the reason there's not a lock with a key on this west entrance over here, but it's a combination that you punch in at three o'clock in the morning if you want to. Acts two thirty-eight. You punch that code in and that door opens, and thank God this is the house of prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, I challenge you, I challenge you. Brother Holmes, my nerves are bad. I challenge you to bring those nerves to an altar. Daily, consistently and pray until you punch all the way through until you touch God. I challenge you to bring it, and pour your soul out to God. You know what happens to us? We got problems, we, got, we have problems with ourselves, and we have problems with people. And we find ourselves ever trying to fix people and saying, if I could ever get them to line up and do right, then I would be happy, Hun, Cut it out. That's like parents that think if old Bill over here or Susie would quit messing with my children, they would be good children. They would do right. Let me tell you something, there'll always be a Susie, there'll always be a Tom, there'll always be somebody Amen. There's got to be a love and a bond, something in them that makes them want to do what's right. You can't fix the world, friend. You can't fix all the people in this world and then decide, man, I'm fixing to really get happy when everybody starts. Amen. How foolish could we ever be? Amen. That will never happen. But I'll tell you what you can fix. I'll tell you who you can fix. You can fix yourself. You can fix your own mind. And when you get your own mind fixed, you can say, you know what? It really don't matter what they do. It doesn't really matter. Happiness is within. Happiness is with peace with Jesus. Now you think about what I'm preaching to you. What would happen to your problem if you could just pray all the way through and you just prayed till you could dance? Oh no, I don't believe in that dancing in church. Well that's where dancing started. You need to go read about David. It started in the church. The devil just copied it and stole it from the church. What would happen if you prayed through to the point that you could just, man, my, my, I can't keep my feet on the carpet. Woo. I feel so much victory and I feel such much anointing. No, no, I, I'm going to go down there, Brother Holmes, and I'm going to pray for all these people, these mean people in my life. This mean old husband I've got. I'm going to pray if God fixes him. When God fixes him, then I'll have peace and I'll have happiness. No. Amen. I'm not going to say anything about them wives. That's right. Well, I believe it will. Amen. Woo. Now you just, what would happen in your heart and your life if, 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 if you get the victory and man you know storms all around me Woo! don't feel like i'm in any storm i feel jesus i feel that deep settled peace down in my heart in closing you know what jesus did don't you he looked at jerusalem and their turmoil in the Mean Roman soldiers ruling over them. He looked at Jerusalem. Did he stop the Roman army? Did he put them out? No. But you know what he told them? He said, Jerusalem, if you would have known your day and your hour. If you would have known the peace that I could have brought to you. If you would have just known your time if you could have just recognized the answer is not outside the answer is inside and the answer is in knowing Jesus don't run from him don't push him away turn to him today and say God I want to live for you I want to draw closer everybody say closer say it with me again together I want to draw closer to you God Because I'm telling you, he is the one that is calming the storms of life. He's the one that speaks to the mad, angry winds and says, step back. And he puts that anointing in your heart and your life. And it's like, man, I know there's a lot going on all around me, but I feel the victory in my soul. I feel like everything's going to be all right. And everybody's saying, why aren't you scared? What's wrong with you? Don't you see what's happening in your life? Oh, they can't see what I feel in my life. They can't see this peace I feel in my heart. Hallelujah. I feel like somebody ought to walk right down to this front today and say, Hey, I'm going to get another drink. Amen. I'm going to get another touch. Amen. I'm going to find deeper peace than I've ever had before in my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to surrender to Him. Yes, Lord. Come on, just come stand here. We're gonna dismiss from this altar today. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, sing it, singers, sing it together today. Everybody, oh yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. i you today.
0: The service today and I want to say this to you. I'd just like to ask you, you feel a burden in your heart. You feel a load on you today. (laughs) Am I relating to anybody in the house? Is there anybody in this house you feel a load? You just feel troubled. I want to ask you to do something. Would you join with me this evening? Amen. We'll meet in the the great hall. I want to tell you today, I'm forever grateful that I was raised in the home that I was raised in. Raised by the parents that I was raised with because they taught me they taught me. And I can remember, you may think, and that's older people get to thinking, well, these young people, they don't really have problems. And I'm going to tell you, their problems are sometimes in their mind bigger than problems we deal with. Their depression, anxiety they have about life. Young people, can I speak to you today? Can I tell you something? I can remember when I was your age, and I can remember how I felt. And I can remember going to the church and getting on my face and crying out to God. Feel God just lift my spirit right up. Everything's going to be all right. Your future's going to be all right. Your companion's going to be all right. God's going to lead you. God's going to help you. Everything's going to work out all right. I'm glad this is real today. I'm glad it's not fake and phony, but it's a real salvation. and It's a real comfort and it's a real help. And God wants to be that to you. And if you feel that, if I have connected with you of this burden today, I'd just like to get you to make that special effort to meet with me this evening. Because I want to tell you, if Jesus walks through and speaks to that storm in your life, you'll walk back in here and you'll say, hey, I got the victory. It don't matter what they said about me. It doesn't matter what they done, Brother Mark. It doesn't matter who comes to church and who don't come to church. I'm not going to be lost for nobody. and I'm going to go to church and I'm going to live for God. I'm gonna tell you, that's what prayer will do for you. That's what inviting Jesus in your life will do for you. It'll give you that deep settled peace. So join with me. You come back over here. We start this service. You'll have a hard time keeping your feet on the carpet. Amen, your load will get lighter. (laughs) The pain will go away financial trials and houses that won't sell and, hey man, cars and whatever it is that you're battling with all at once, you just say, hey man, I know somebody so much bigger than my problems. It's got his big old hand right down in my life, touching me. See, the devil wants you to believe you're off the chart. The devil wants you to believe you're a mistake and a misfit and it don't work for you, but it works for other people. But I'm here to declare unto you, he is a liar and the truth is not in him. It works for you if you will reach out to Jesus. Jesus will come back and touch you too. Give you that peace, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for your presence and your anointing today. Thank you for this precious bunch of people that have gathered here, Lord. Thank you for the anointing that we're going to feel today and the anointing we're going to feel in prayer meeting tonight and the victory we're going to have in the service, God. We claim it. We believe it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Shake hands with somebody. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.